Yes, we promised we'd chat to Barat Sandarason, and that's exactly what we're doing now on Sports Day on this Friday night because he loves the West Indies, loves them. And uh, they are here. They're playing in a, a match, as we said before, a Cricket Australia 11 sort of tour game uh, that's uh, just wrapped up a short time ago ahead of the first test next week in Adelaide. So Brad is the perfect person to ask about how the West Indies will go. G'day, Brad. G'day, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a strange feeling for me. A couple of days ago when I watched the, uh, the current West Indian test team or test squad walk out of the bus, uh, my first thought was, wow, I don't recognize anyone. <laughs> so, uh, and then, thankfully, I saw Craig Brathwaite, who I've pretty much known since the time he made his test debut in 2011, and uh, made a beeline for him. And I said exactly the same. I said, literally, you know, I, I would have got a call two, three days out, pretty much from the day the team landed. Uh, there have been at least four or five players who I would have known really well. And also someone in the support staff or the coaching staff. But yeah, I mean, it's a completely new... Uh, look rejig side. Uh, and the first question I had for Craig Brathwaite was, so this Shamar Joseph, is he really quick? And he just looked at me like he does. He's a man of very few words. And he said, uh, you'll see for yourself, man. So uh, we did. And uh, I am uh, honestly very, very, very impressed with what I got to see. And so that's what I wanted to ask you about, because I watched a little bit of the stream over the, the last few days and even just going through the scores, they, there are a lot of players that, that I don't know, I, I must confess. But And again, I know it was only Cricket Australia 11, but all those players are playing currently Shield Cricket. So it wasn't a poor side. Yeah. But the fact that the West Indies were able to bowl them out, the fact that they were able to get two good good sort of first innings or a good first inning score and then back it up with another mm. 300 it looked like there were a team of players that that can contribute oh very much so and i think or, uh, not to forget on an on a karen karen rolton old pitch uh which uh, is a, a drop in from the adelaide yeah. oval so it's been uh, it's uh, damien hoff's baby and he was there checking it out yesterday uh so what they've done in adelaide is uh, kind of um, kind of brought in some of those drop-in pitches, just driven it up uh, Hindley Street, as you do uh, for everything in Adelaide, and uh, dropped it off at the Cannon Road and Oval. And uh, so uh, the pitch that we saw or we've seen over the last three days will be very similar to what we will get to see at the Adelaide Oval next week for the first test of the series. So uh, even that bodes well for this West Indies team. Uh, look, like I've said a few times in the last couple of days, I can't think of a test team which is uh, you know, has absolutely nothing to lose or as less to lose as uh, uh, this team uh, because nobody's giving them a chance. Uh, like you said, half of, uh, I mean, most people don't know who they are, really. Uh, you know, you can, only, uh, you can only make a name for yourself in that, in that sense. And a few of them already seem to have done that. Uh, you know, Shamar Joseph, I mentioned, a couple of the batters looked very impressive. But you know what really was heartening? To see them take their slip catches. After what Pakistan did, <laughs> uh, to see a team do the basics right, it, at least uh, put a smile on my face. Barat, it's interesting you say that because that's where often the games and the pressure builds. We say that they're won and lost in those situations, but to see if they're going to provide that energy in the field and be able to do that, um, that's quite exciting. Now, you're working on a big project uh, on the West Indies at the moment. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. No, it's like a dossier. So um, I'm working on a, 
uh, dossier, or not just the seven uncapped players, because, I mean, we keep talking about the seven uncapped players, but there are three or four who, between them, have played, I think, four or five tests. Uh, there's Kirk McKenzie with one test. Uh, there's Alec Athenes, who's supposed to be the big next uh, new star with two tests. Uh, and Gurakesh Moti, their premier spinner, with three tests. So uh, there, there are a lot of unknowns, as we've mentioned a few times. So, uh, yeah, I'm just what what I'm doing with the, the piece I'm writing uh, for Crick Buzz, and it's uh, it's I'm going to immediately the first thing I do when it appears is put it in our SEN group good, uh, because good. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of broad, <laughs> broadcasters will be waiting, especially you, Adi, so uh, to know more about them. So I'm breaking it up into their backstory, and I've done a lot of research, watched a lot of YouTube videos and interviews of them. I've done research on the villages that they come from. Um, and also kind of marry it up with my takeaways from uh, the tour game. Uh, as, for example, Kawim Hodge, who made the 99 today, made a 50 in the first innings as well. Um, he's a bit like Gus Logie. I mean, he's slightly taller, but just the way he goes about his batting reminded me a lot of Gus Logie. So uh, stuff like that, just so that people kind of uh, go into that test and kind of know what to expect. Well, that sounds uh, really well. I was going to ask you about him. Uh, it's not a common name in the West Indies. I wouldn't have thought Hodge. And uh, I was wondering if it was any relation mm. to Brad and whether they are similar <laughs> to to, to uh, our Victorian gun bat. But you've explained exactly w- w- what he is like. Are there any others? Because there are some familiar names as well, obviously, at the top of the mm. order there. We've got Chandra Paul yeah. um, as well. So the, I guess the tried and true that are continuing on, who are those ones? Uh, uh, Roach is another one, of course, that we would be familiar with. Are there some others? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kima Roach and Alzari Joseph, who um, kind of made an impression last time around, didn't he, with, with the ball, uh, with a brief, or a few spells at least, of uh, proper pace. Uh, will take the new balls. So it'll be Kima Roach and Azari Joseph with the new ball. Joshua Da Silva, the wicketkeeper who did tour last year as well, or last summer as well, will be behind the stumps. Uh, and, and like you said, Craig Brathwaite and Tej Narayan Chandapal at the top of the order. Uh, and I think we more or less kind of know what the playing eleven will be. I think you'll have uh, Kirk uh, McKenzie, who's from Jamaica, left-hander, a stylish batter. He's played one test against India. Then you have Alec Athanes from Dominica, who's uh, oh, when Arashwin saw him for the first time, said, oh, he's going to dominate the next 10 years of cricket. So, well, that's something to look forward to. He didn't have a flash game with the bat, but you can see he's got he's got uh, some shots. Uh, then Hodge at five, and then Justin Greaves, who's like a journeyman, played all around the Caribbean. Uh, I think in number six, he bowled some useful medium pace as well. Uh, and then De Silva, I mentioned, uh, keeping a wicket. Gurakesh Moti is a spinner, a left-hand spinner from Guyana, uh, who's made a good start to his test career. Uh, then you have uh, Kima Roach and Alzari Joseph and the new Shamar Joseph, uh, the new Joseph from Guyana. Fantastic backstory. Comes from really the back of beyond. Uh, he comes from this re- little village in Guyana, which kind of takes you two days on a boat to get to. So that's how remote his Gee, hometown wow. is. So, uh, And he, he's got some pace about him. Uh, you know, He was the one, you would have seen clips of him clean bowling, Teague Wiley with that in-swinger or a, a ball that kind of uh, jacked back in of a length. So, uh, he's the big exciting prospect for them. So there is a bit to look forward to. I mean, uh, yes, we will be focused more on Steve Smith opening the batting and how the Australians go. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fact that there are so many unknowns about this West Indies team sort of makes them uh, mysteriously uh, uh, exciting, if that makes sense. No, no, I agree with you, Brad. And I, I think the other thing too is, and I stand to be corrected here, but what I like about this West Indian test squad is that they all want to be playing test cricket. They want to be there. Um, they want to be in the whites. They want to be playing with a red ball. Whereas in the past, there's been a few that 
that, that are happy to be there, but probably wouldn't mind being elsewhere too. So I, I, I kind of feel like that's, that's a pretty important factor in all of this. Oh, very much so. And just take Kima Roach, right? He's 35. He's on his uh, fourth tour of Australia. He averages 90 with the ball for his eight wickets across those seven tests. He's played across three tours. Uh, but he's still in there. I mean, he was running in on a hot day yesterday, uh, coming in for a second spell. And even today, he bowled a spell. And it was, uh, it was oh, the temperatures are in the 40s today. And for him at his age, with his experience to you know still do that, and I watched some of the game when I wasn't on air from, from outside and I could hear him like cheering up them on, uh, kind of guiding the younger fast bowlers, teaching them how to shine the ball. Uh, and similarly with Craig Brathwaite, he's been around for such a long time. Uh, and, and I think the most impressive of, of the lot in that sense is Alzari Joseph, right? He's just gone for uh, another million plus uh, dollar deal in the IPL. He could easily be one who could just turn his back on yep. test cricket and say, look, I'm, I, I have the fortunes of white ball cricket coming my way already. Why do I need to go uh, and do what I have to do here? But, you know, I think uh, I'm very, very happy to see someone like Azari Joseph do what he's doing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not all uh, doom and gloom as far as the West Indies are concerned, at least in terms of uh, them wanting to play test cricket. Is he still wearing his yellow watch? Uh, no, it's a different colored watch, I think, this time around. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, so everything, everything, you know, you know the use Just, of today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Now, we've spent a lot of this week, Brat, talking about Steve Smith and the <laughs> fact he's opening the batting. And you're the perfect person to ask because no one watches uh, <laughs> Steve Smith more than you do, particularly uh, in the nets ahead of test matches and through test matches. Do you think it's the right call? I think the moment Steve Smith put his hand up and said, I'll do it, uh, you kind of knew it was going to happen, even though I made a point to argue with Pete Lawler on television and on the radio. Uh, I kind of knew uh, the moment uh, it came to you know came to us that he's the one who put his hand up. Uh, there was no way, uh, like the selectors, and I'm not saying he, he kind of pulled rank here. I'm just saying at a time when so many others kind of kept shying away from it, uh, and because the selectors have been so intent on bringing Cam Green back into the side as they should, uh, you, you, they would have taken anyone at that point. And then for someone like Steve Smith at this stage of his stage of his career to say, uh, you know what, I, I'll brave it. I'll take this, take on this new challenge um, and do it. I think uh, kind of kudos to him, to be honest. Uh, he is sort of putting his career on the line, isn't he? I mean, what yep. happens if uh, you won't see it happen, but what happens if he fails for four or five innings? And Cam Green makes runs at number four. Then what? What do the selectors do then? So uh, it, it is it is a punt that uh, Steve Smith is taking, uh, uh, you know, at, the, at this stage. But um, I mean, from my perspective, that only means longer net sessions because now he'll want an exclusive new ball net as well, uh, <laughs> apart from the two and a half hours he spends anyway batting in the net. So uh, I mean, I can't see it not being successful. Though what I'm really looking forward to seeing is the different dynamic to the Australian top four. I mean, with David Warner, we always knew. Um, Usman Khawaja could do what he was doing and Warner could, would be the guy giving impetus to the innings. Uh, now you've got four batters uh, in, in the top four, all of whom want and like to bat time and build innings. So uh, what that does to the, the run rate and how the innings develops before the likes of Head and Marsh work out uh, is quite intriguing, to be honest. Brad, I have a perspective on Steve Smith wanting to do it. And I, I think what's hindered him in recent times is the... The opposition who goes straight to the bumper plan when he comes in, 
Now, I think they're going to be less reluctant to do that right mm. from the very start with a new ball. So they'll be looking to swing the ball, get the outside edge, do all those things, which by and large in his career, he, he's been able to cope with extremely well. In fact, I average over 60 plus that if he faces 20 mm. balls. You know, it's outrageous how good he is if he gets in. But what stifled him recently is that short pitch bowling stuff, even on slow wickets where they, they've just stacked the onside field and he's stuck and he mm. gets bogged down and, and maybe gets frustrated with how the game goes. My view is that he's trying to avoid that by going up the order. What, where do you um, position that uh, perspective? No, it's a very good point. Uh, and I think that also plays into uh, what why I thought he, he might have been so keen to do it. Uh, is because we've seen ever since the uh, or ever since Manas Labushin became what he has at number three, and even though he didn't have the best of 2023s, uh, more often than not, Steve Smith has walked out to bat where the pace of the game has already been set, mm. and uh, he's had to kind of catch up with the pace of the game, and then the short pitch ploy that you speak about um, has kind of doubly kind of stifled his flow. And Steve Smith was one of those, right? If you see him at a speak, he He's 20 of 20, and then he kind of, you know, kind of pulls the gears back and uh, digs in for a long, long stay. Uh, he's not the kind of guy who's comfortable when he's just 3 of 23 or 3 of 30, and then he has to kind of find that boundary and get away or kind of break out or break free from that, uh, uh, that, that, that early cycling, if that makes sense. So uh, I think by opening the batting, he gets to dictate the pace of the game himself. And because you know what to expect from Usman Khawaja at the other end, he could go either way. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a more aggressive Steve Smith at the top of the order. Um, uh, and so that, I mean, he, I mean, he's not going to be the next David Warner, but uh, I think he will maybe bat out of, out of his crease and kind of take the new ball on mm. uh, and give himself that rhythm, if not the team, uh, so that he, when they do go to the short pitch ploy, he's already in, he's got the flow going and he backs his eye to then, if not pull and look for the boundary, but at least find a way of rotating the strike. Well, he's certainly got us all interested and we'll all be watching on Wednesday uh, if it is that Australia win the toss and bat to see how uh, he goes. Thanks very much for your time, Barat. Um, if I don't speak to you beforehand, I'll see you on Wednesday. Oh, indeed. And uh, watch out for that dossier. Oh, my, I'm looking very much looking forward <laughs> to that. It means I don't have to do any work. It's even better. Barat, thanks very much. <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. No, I said, I'm all about public service, buddy. You know that. <laughs>